the corruption pandemic. Uh, we know, I mean, a rapidly spreading spectrum of global bribery risk. So even uh, with different um, situations when we are facing hard time, so perpetrators, whether they are fraudulent uh, people or corrupt uh, professionals, they they take this advantage and they assume that maybe during the situation of like now we are uh, ex uh, facing a pandemic, the policies and controls will be weak, and there is the best chance to work uh, for them or to make them to take this as an opportunity. So as transparency also concerned that the COVID-19 pandemic revealed gaping weaknesses in the way many countries spend public resources and make decisions during crisis. So sometimes the companies, especially in the pharmaceutical or other more relevant to the COVID-19, maybe there is a less priority to implement strict compliance programs or compliance controls because we are rushing with several other areas uh, and uh, to uh, to engage the third parties, to engage different vendors, and maybe there is a possibility that um, uh, the controls, internal control is not as of the normal working. Uh, same concern is from the UN, the pandemic is increasing corruption from the health sector to public requirement. It's again mean the concern is more that the corrupt practices will be increased, especially when we are using different kinds of unknown uh, third party uh, business providers. So if the if the internal controls are weak, uh, we are relaxed. So there is a possibility to increase the corruption. And uh, yeah, that's a that's the main uh, problem. In, in 2020, uh, we can see resulted in unprecedented changes in the way of companies to do business, both in uh, adopting to new or expanded remote work environment and in navigating um, the turbulent markets mean the markets are not stable. So this is another trend. There is a possibility that corruption will increase. So risk assessment is a, uh, one of the foundation. Uh, when we are working on anti-corruption compliance program, so risk assessment is the foundation to design and implement effective anti-bribery and anti-corruption compliance program. So we, uh, based on our experience as a certification body, and uh, uh, to to review or uh, to evaluate different organizations risk assessment plans. So we understand that there are certain level of uh, uh, risks um, areas where the organizations need to establish uh, some clear policies and procedures to make sure that they have established practices and uh, uh, they are evaluating the same according to uh, the major uh, principles set out for the risk assessment. For example, what's the organization's overall risk? So this is one of the area as a first step to assess the risk that what, what type of overall risk you are facing and operations and relationships are industry risk are local regulatory problems are maybe, for example, in some countries there is a tradition to pay uh, to pay uh, to bribe the public officials as a tradition and you cannot work without that so those kinds of risk assessment is very important and then who are the individuals most at risk so where is the area in organization that you think is most risky area for example case studies show that 
sometimes we are concerned with even um, uh, different uh, part of uh, an organization. So, uh, for example, procurement is one of the high risk area. Then after GSK uh, case study in China, we realized the sales is also another area where organization needs to manage their risk when those people are working in different assignments are maybe their uh, motive is to increase the revenue level and uh, but uh, we need to be making sure that they are not exposing the organization to some level of wrongdoing or corrupt practice we have this case study of gsk and uh, they uh, i mean the, in, in consequences they pay a huge fine and uh, also uh, loss of reputational damage then which business unit are most uh, most um, concerning uh, for you to you can um, think that they, they, these units are more um, areas to work or to expose the organization to bribery risk and the last is uh, you need to um, create what you say means a risk analysis so that's mean to to create the policies and how to mitigate those risks so uh, this is the recent bribery guidance is uh, one of the areas you can take uh, uh, knowledge for example we have a transparency international guidelines then some guidelines from the regulatory bodies uh, for example uh, from mhcc and then we have uk bribery act from department of justice issued another guideline how to what's their level of understanding of adequate procedures so, but the guidance or the anti-bribery point of view is you need to set a clear policy, create sound procedures. Sound procedure means established procedures and implement it effectively, communicate and train. Sometimes we think that people maybe they can assume, or they maybe um, understand automatically that company's policy toward bribery is zero, means zero tolerance. But we need to make this as a as an established practice by creating some kinds of evidence to provide effective communication or training to every level at each level of your organization that your employees know the zero tolerance policy or what is the anti-bribery guidelines of the organization. Established controls. When we speak established controls, that's mean not the paper-based compliance, but that must be an effective and established controls. This is where we, as a certification body, we have evidence the organizations, how they are establishing certain level of controls and policies. And when auditors evaluating their um, established control, they are not only making sure that they are established, but they are sampling to ensure the certification process, the organization is committed as per the anti-bribery guidelines or the standards scope of work. Uh, knowledge, uh, acknowledge local customers, uh, uh, sorry, customs it means local customs, traditions or regulatory requirements are another area when you are creating your anti-bribery guidance. So we need to make sure that we are in compliance with uh, every level of local customs. And uh, this is one of the uh, guidelines. Uh, ISO 37000 anti-bribery management system. This standard is originally based on international best practices. And uh, we can uh, think that the corporate compliance standards uh, is one of the best international practices. If in some areas we don't have 
guidelines. Uh, we don't have any model legislations, and we want it to be clean business and highly ethical business. So ISO 37000 is one of the best international practice. We can adopt this, and uh, we can establish certain level of policies as per standard. And uh, that's uh, you can say uh, control monitoring policies are every day uh, a kinds of a watchdog system to making sure that you are actively working to prevent, detect, and respond to bribery in every level of your organization. So ISO standard is uh, one of the game changer uh, standard. We realize the companies are moving with this, and uh, it's internationally acceptable. And uh, uh, it's very relevant. I mean, for example, if we compare the ISO 37000 with certain model le um, levels of uh, legislation like UK Bribery Act or FCPA, so this standard provides a practical approach to meet the compliance requirement of those legislations because there is lots of things, lots of similarities. We will discuss this in detail. And uh, then uh, the standard proved uh, uh, generally, I mean, accepted corporate compliance or anti-bribery policies. So this is uh, one of the area um, we will be discussing today. Uh, ISO 37000 is uh, something not to impose, but there is a need, a commitment to corporate integrity at the top level and to establish the level of exposures and your certain level of weaknesses within organization, <clears throat> that's not only to evaluate, but to fix those areas. You can predict the risks when establishing, uh, implementing ISO standard, 37,000 standard, what type of risk that can be a problem to expose your organization for any regulatory actions. Then you can establish a risk, um, a, 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 a continued process of uh, uh, different kinds of uh, risk associated to 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 the business practices and the potential um, uh, seriousness of it, of the risk based on the corporate management system. So this management system will provide you not only guidelines or guidance to protect from exposures to the regulatory action, but also every time you will be able to assess or evaluate your risk, uh, your uh, organizational risk or weaknesses to uh, strengthen the policies and procedure for the so this is one of the very important um, benefit of this standard. Uh, corporate compliance standard when we speak uh, ISO 37000. So it's, uh, it's not uh, different to the other standard, but the most important thing is there are seven critical component that uh, from our point of view, the adequate procedure is one of the term initially used in UK Bribery Act 2010. So UK Bribery Act is a, a uh, where they not only provide the level of the adequate procedures, but also they mention that how to demonstrate that. To demonstrate the adequate procedure, there must be an effective implemented procedures and policies, not check in the box, not only paper-based compliance. So adequate procedure is when you are not only implementing effective, but it is tested. So, for example, we cannot certify our own services or our own capability or competencies. So that's where you can go with a third party to 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 provide an ad audit exercise to make this sure that your adequate procedure are and uh, at the level of 
requirement as per organization's um, uh, local regulatory uh, compliance. For example, we talk a lot about Section 17A. So Section 17A, where the commercial organization shall be equated if, for example, unfortunately, if any organization is charged with uh, a criminal investigation and there is a trial. So if you provide the adequate procedure, there are possibilities and we have those case studies in UK or other part of the world. If organization improve their present weaknesses are a poor compliance, corporate compliance program, and they are demonstrating that they have no effective anti-bribery policies and procedures and practices, so there is a great level of possibility that the in, 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 in uh, for the proceeding, maybe it, it's not a guarantee that the organization will not be prosecuted, but during those uh, bad scenarios, there is a possibility that regulators can think that their systems are improved, and now there is a different situation when they are going for to, to fines or to other level of uh, uh, prosecution actions. So they, if you demonstrate adequate procedures, so this is one of the area uh, that can provide a defense or uh, resilient against the prosecution or against the legal actions. So adequate procedure, and especially if we talk about the uh, MACC guidelines about the adequate procedures. So we know that there is a guideline called GAP based on these principles. So the, the same principle is uh, um, uh, what, what I also said. And this is the same thing most of our regulatory requirements they mention. For example, our standard ISO 37000 is the same, that you need a top level commitment. And then it's a comp comprehensive risk assessment. So comprehensive risk assessment is one of the area where you need to uh, make sure that you, you are assessing the risk to exploiters of uh, bribery exploiters, means to uh, causing um, different kinds of problem of prosecution or bad names. So then undertaking control measures, that's again the implementation of the standard. So if you are implementing the standard effectively, so the other areas, for example, to undertake the control measures is where the implementation, systematic review, monitoring and enforcement. This is one area, for example, if you are implementing this standard, so you will be able not only to have a complete independent review of your policies and procedure, but there is a continued monitoring every year with through the surveillance auditor, third party exercises that you are enforcing the policies at the level of uh, um, effective requirements. Then training and communication is the same thing which standards say the uh, ISO 37000 is uh, one of the important component is training and communication. So you are providing an effective level of training and communication to each and every level of your organizations. So we have um, um, here adequate procedure uh, continue to to the further. So these are the core com, uh, implementation policies uh, to ensure that compliance com that the companies are protected from liability under Section 17A. For example, uh, Croft Etaro and comprehensive anti-bribery and anti-corruption compliance policy. Obviously, this policy will be as per your organization need and exposure to the. Uh, industry sector or to the local uh, area where you are operating. So you need to, but you need to have an effective anti-corruption compliance policy. Then to conduct periodic cor corruption and bribery risk assessment. For example, in um, uh, there is a suggestion of every three years or when necessary, as suggested by GAP. 
But if you are implementing ISO 37000, every year you have this opportunity to check your bribery risk and uh, to make sure that you are maintaining effective bribery risk assessment procedures. Then establish the transparent and independent reporting channels within the company. That's another area of to making sure that you have adequate procedure when you are making sure that reporting channel, for example, whistleblowing are independent uh, approach to the compliance team. If there is any kinds of information, somebody wanted to tell the wrongdoings of the company or to any third party. So there must be an effective reporting channels in the company, uh, which is not only established, but also transparent. Then to conduct, um, uh, to create, for example, rules. Uh, this is where uh, this procedure, this, this standard ISO standard, not only help, but make sure uh, to ensure that you have established rules, policies and procedures to control, limit or prevent the act of giving gifts, donations, sponsorships and facilitation payments. This is very critical one of the area where you need to establish the policies to demonstrate you have adequate procedures. Adequate procedure continue to further talking in detail, for example. So we we can see that uh, um, the commitment to um, uh, to stop the bribery or to prevent the bribery. So if we go with these six principles, so these are the procedures. By end of the day, you will be able to demonstrate that you have adequate procedure and your compliance program is not a check in the box only. So an organization's procedures to prevent bribery associated with it are, are uh, a kinds of uh, uh, proportionate uh, to the bribery risk is one of the challenge you can see uh, when you're establishing the commitment to combat uh, bribery risks. So these are the area um, where you can work to, to establish your procedures. There is also need uh, uh, clear, practical and accessible, effectively implemented and enforce controls of those procedures. So procedures are required to be effective and accessible. It should not be just paper-based compliance. And then the top-level commitment. The top-level commitment, as we discussed, this is the degree where which the top-level management needs to demonstrate their commitment that they have a zero tolerance and they are not allowing any kinds of business or activity to compromise the organization, uh, uh, which is not only the business dealings, but also the culture and uh, um, the message from the management or top management that there is no acceptability of the corruption at any level. So then there is again the risk assessment is how the organization assess the nature and extent to of its exposures. So as we discussed that assessment level is different. This is a comprehensive, uh, there, there is a comprehensive exercise of risk assessment. When you are establishing ISO 37000 system are implementing those procedures. So you will be able to conduct an internal review or internal order to assess the risk. And then you will be providing your policies and procedures according to the area of high risk, medium risk, or lower risk. Then the fourth important point is the due diligence. We have this, um, uh, uh, you know, the kinds of um, information or um, experience that organizations are not uh, uh, dealing with due diligence at uh, at the level of requirements. I mean, 
there is a due, due diligence versus adequate due diligence. So due diligence is not just you are checking name of the company of the company is registered. Or if uh, uh, your vendor or your uh, third party is uh, located uh, at the provided address, but there, there is a need to check certain level of red flags. So those red flags are very important to check. So an effective due diligence procedure is very important and the due diligence process must be risk based approach. And you need to make sure when you are profiling your third parties that you are checking all levels of your um, due diligence, uh, all level of your risks and what is the uh, expected, um, you can say red flags, for example, uh, your target in the due diligence must be to check the undisclosed information, which is not provided by your third party agents or intermediaries or other vendors. Sometimes maybe uh, some organization, they have a comprehensive questionnaire before hiring or before establishing a working relationship with third parties. And uh, they, uh, they provide those questionnaire to their vendors. And even they, um, when they complete those questionnaire, they start the due diligence process. So some organization, they have essential level due diligence and some organization, they have uh, enhanced due diligence scope of work. Depending on your working relationship or nature of work or risk level to work with, uh, with the third party. But I can tell you the third party's relationship is one of the high risk area. So if we avoid that, so we have those case studies that I will share with you moving forward, like Rolls-Royce or uh, largest organization they penalized due to the weak or inadequate working relationship or due diligence on their third parties. And those third parties uh, cost uh, uh, those organizations multi-millions pound uh, fines, um, bad reputational, reputational damage, loss of bad things. So this is very important area to improve the due diligence. Even if, if you are not implementing, if you are not going with ISO 37,000, due diligence on your third parties is a very important task you need to do. And uh, then the communication. Communication is another factor. Um, in some organization, maybe the level of communication is that it's okay, we are just circulating this information, but you need to create that every level of evidence, the degree which the organization seeks to ensure that its bribery prevention policies and procedures are understood throughout the organization. So this is one of the area you can create training seminars, webinars or other kinds of activity to communicate to your employees that there is effective communication and you are um, as a compliance team or as a legal person or um, whatever the level of responsibility you are communicating to your employees that we have zero tolerance or these are the policies uh, regarding anti-bribery and anti-corruption and then monitoring and review. Monitoring and review is very important. If you are working, this is one of the good benefits of ISO 37000, that every year you are able to monitor and review your uh, procedures and policies by a third party. So this is area where you can improve every year where are the weaknesses, where we are not meeting the compliance requirement, or if there is any problem. So by implementing these adequate procedures, the companies can gain confidence that they have established a suitable defense, which can be used to protect both the commercial organizations and the top management from the liabilities we, we now seeing arising from the MACC amendment of in relevant to the section 17. Yeah. So if you have any effective adequate procedure, 
this is one of the assurance you will be able to do that. 